Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focus on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. It's been ridiculously busy at work. I've been ploughing through the stats like a madman, but I think I've found not one, not two, but three really good bets for the Christmas. Is this Christmas weekend? Well, it sort of is. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, just to update uh, listeners on what's going to be happening, um, we're hoping to do the Christmas schedule by Christmas, we mean Boxing Day schedule, uh, Christmas Eve. If not, it will be Christmas Day. So hopefully the, the podcast should land, hopefully, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. That's but, all out of our hands, though, yeah, it? yeah. stats geeks and our stats packages yeah. and places. And then, obviously, um, we, we have to look at what we're going to be doing the, the, the week after, because, obviously, there's there's ga- well the games that we're like are interested are on a Friday night and yet the the Premier League is over Saturday Sunday so we will yeah you know who knows, eh? yeah who <laughs> yeah you know you you just can't tell can you but then obviously then we get a week off don't we because the FA Cup <laughs> yeah, I tell you what Pete the way Lincoln are playing at the moment they're that boring that I might offer to record a podcast while I'm sat down at Central Bank it's not it's not entertaining football at least this Premier League is producing lots and lots of goals for us. Yes, and it's an intra- it's a very interesting league as well, isn't it? Especially now that Manchester City has slipped up again. Oh, it's incredible. Can you say anybody down to Spurs could win the title? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Or maybe discount Spurs, shall we? Uh, last week, um, obviously, we did, we did you know, reasonably well with the Manchester United. I still can't believe Manchester United were plus one and three quarters. In fact... I, you know, I, I I looked at, I said to somebody on Saturday, I said, oh, Manchester United, they're plus one and a half tomorrow. Forgetting they're plus one and three quarters. And I thought, crikey, you know, that's a, you know, that's a good bet. Well, I think, you know, it's madness when you literally, you look back in your stats and you say Manchester United have never been this handicap line before. And that yes. sort of that sums up, yes, they've not been in great form, but really, yeah, been that, that's, that's a, a massive outlier. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we'll get on to Liverpool, Manchester United. Sure. Let's start with the uh, well. It's a strange. It's a strange derby. This is a sort. Is it or rivalry? Should I say? Crystal Palace uh, uh, against Brighton. Uh, that's Thursday night. Recent head-to-heads: Palace have won one. There's been four draws. Brighton have won one. The handicap here is plus a quarter of a goal. Crystal Palace went plus a quarter. One three drawn two lost five. Coming off that two-old draw away at Man City. Brighton, when they're minus a quarter, one six drawn two, lost two. So not a bad record there. Coming off a two-nil defeat away at Arsenal. Palace now not one in the last six. Four form from Palace there. Plus a quarter of the goals, 338, 104 home, uh, 95 half win, 139 loss. 151 and a half plays, 139 on the general stats. My race is suggesting value with the home side. Could be a tough game this. Well, the last four meetings of the teams on this ground has ended one apiece, Pete. So it doesn't surprise me that your sort of stats suggest the values of the home side. And I've written a preview for focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. where I've actually explained a little bit of where that rivalry has come from. And that'll be going up on the website shortly. I mean, I'm pretty delighted that this game's on Thursday night, Pete, when I'm at Pride Park watching the Mighty Imps take Derby on. So I don't need yeah. to watch any of this game. It's a game that really doesn't interest me in any way, shape or form. What does interest me, though, is that the sacking of Steve Cooper at Forest, and we'll come on to that, uh, obviously, when we cover Forest. But it makes me wonder, because I know that the Palace owner was quite keen on Cooper, 
And it makes me wonder if there's a little bit of uncertainty now surrounding Sellers Park, because we know Roy Hodgson, what is he, 97 or however old he is, mm. he's not going to go on forever. And you might, you might see a little bit of interest here in, in Steve Cooper taking over at Selhurst Park. Because as you say, Palace have been on a bit of a bad run. And I'm not sure that they might not make a managerial change, Pete, to be honest. If, if mm. the right man or they who they deem to be the right man suddenly becomes available. So we'll keep an eye on that. All I'll say, though, here, since Roberto De Zerbi took over, 19-5 and five to over two and a half goals on their travels. Got to take the over two and a half goals here, Pete. Yes, Palace aren't always sort of the most offensive team, but Derby could concede uh, Derby. See, I'm already thinking the game tomorrow. Fair. Brighton could concede to the dog and duck, to be perfectly honest. Give me the over two and a half goals here, Pete. Then we move uh, on uh, to uh, Friday, Aston Villa. This is Friday, isn't it? I think it's Friday. Yes, yes. Friday. Yep. Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Yeah, Friday evening. Uh, minus two goals, the handicap here, which just goes to show how well Villa have been playing. Um, Villa, when they're at home uh, against Sheffield United, 1-1 one, one drawn, 1 lost naught. Villa haven't been minus two at home. Uh, they're coming ever. off that... No, ever. Uh, they're... Yeah, they're coming off a 2-1 victory away at Brentford. A good win, that, really. Although that was aided by, by a Brentford guy being sent off. Sheffield United, uh, when they're plus two, one not draw, not lost one. And that one defeat was not by two goals or more. Uh, and they're coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Chelsea. Villa now won five of their last six. Minus two goals over the last... Uh, Eight to ten seasons, ninety-eight uh, matches, thirty-five home, twenty push, forty-three away. Small value, Sheffield United. It just goes to show how well you know Villa have been playing. Really, that does incredible. Yeah, I mean, I've I've not trawled through all of mainland Europe's sort of top leagues, Pete, but I can't imagine there's many, if any, teams that have played eight, won eight, and got a goal difference of plus twenty on home soil. And you, my instant sort of reaction when I saw this line was minus two. I've, I've written three letters down. It's wow. How can Villa be favoured by two clear goals? But the only games they haven't pushed or fully covered at home this season were the wins they got against Arsenal and Man City. They, as well, were the only two games this season at Villa Park that have gone under three and a half goals. So... All the stats and trends are saying that Villa are going to score twice in this game. Now, Sheffield United will be much more organised again under Chris Wilder. But if I was looking at backing Sheffield United plus two here, Pete, the concerning factor for me here is that they got beat 2-0 by Chelsea last time out. And they've scored only one goal in the three games since Chris Wilder's been back in charge. So, yes, they may be really much more difficult to break down from a defensive perspective. But they're still not really scoring many goals. And here they travel to Villa Park Friday night before Christmas. They've all been in the pubs around the ground before. And it'll be a bouncing atmosphere. I think if you if you want to back Sheffield United plus two here, you're probably looking at a push as your best case scenario. So even minus two, 
I'd be leaning towards Villa, but I think the over three and a quarter goals is probably the way I'd go on here because it's only games against Arsenal and Man City that have gone under three and a half this season. Yes, I mean, despite, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously Villa at home, the, the impressive performances have been obviously against Manchester City and Arsenal. However, I, I was impressed with the 3-1 victory at home to Fulham and the 4-1 victory at home to West Ham recently. So well, they're really, um, yeah. Have you seen that video of Sir Alex Ferguson from August? No, no. It was when, when Villa got hammered by Newcastle, um, first day game of the season. I think it was 5-1. And they, they asked Sir Alex Ferguson, I can't remember what ground he was at, he was doing some co-commentary or sort of like the punditry or just chatting before a game. And they said, "Who, which team impressed you most this weekend? And he said, Aston Villa. And they got hammered 5-1 at Newcastle. And the internet just literally ripped him apart, saying how he'd gone senile and got dementia and all of that stuff. Shows you the greats, new Pete, just how good this Villa side are. Yeah. Right, next up, uh, West Ham against Manchester United. And I was really very, very sort of surprised to see that the line was scratched. But but there you have it. Um, you know, uh, Manchester United are only a point above West Ham. So, you know, with West Ham being at home. But I was just a little bit surprised there. Recent head-to-head, West Ham have had the better of it. They've won four. There's been three draws. Manchester United have won one. When off scratch, West Ham's record reads one four, drawn four, lost two. Coming off that, a good 3-0 victory at home to Wolves. Manchester United... Uh, when they're away off scratch, 1-3, drawn four, lost three, cut off that 0-0 draw away at Liverpool. Three or more goals have been seen in six of West Ham's last seven. Scratch over the past eight or so years, 257 matches, 82 home, 81 push, 94 away. Small value the visitors, Moraes is suggesting. I think, you know, West Ham have had a, you know, a funny sort of season, really. If I think if they'd have just been a little bit, you know, obviously if they'd have been better, they'd have been higher up. But I just think, I just think they... <laughs> You know, I think they've just been a bit, all, you know, not not consistent enough, really. Yeah, and that's the problem. And, you know, we laugh, we're well, not laugh, but we, we talk about the line being scratch. West Ham are favourites on this line, 1.92 at the minute. You can back Manu at 1.99. But they started the week at 1.84 off scratch. So money is gradually trickling in for United. I won't say it's a tidal flow coming in for them, else this line would have shifted. And when West Ham were available at 1.84 off scratch, you could actually back Man United plus a quarter of a goal at 1.76. And I quite like that bet. But since that price has gone up on the home win, obviously the value has gone with United plus a quarter. I like the under two and three quarter goals here, Pete. The line opened at three. But even then, only seven of Eric Ten Hag's 27 away games in charge of United have seen four or more goals. And, you know, the other week we got a bit stung when I took uh, West Ham on uh, away to a top six finishing team because their record is appalling in that spot. But at home, it's not as bad. Moises West Ham are 6-3-10 at home to top six finishing side. Um I'm going to lean to the under two and three quarter goals here, Pete. I, I, I still struggle to understand why Man United games at times are still so priced to to the overs, really, or, or, or to a high goal line. And I'm not convinced this West Ham side against a competent back line like Man United have got that much firepower. So, yeah, under two and three quarters for me, mate. Uh, Fulham Burnley next. Um, recent head heads, Fulham have won one, Burnley have won one. Minus three quarters, the handicap is. And Fulham, you know, well done to them. They're in the semi finals of the League Cup. It, you know, they, 
You never know. Uh, Fulham, um, when minus three quarters, 1-1 one, one drawn, not lost, not. That victory wasn't by two or more goals. They're coming off a 3-0 defeat away at Newcastle. Burnley, when they're plus three quarters, 1-2 drawn, three, lost five. Three of the five defeats were by two or more goals. So that's not a bad record, uh, plus three quarters away from home. Coming off a 2-0 defeat at home to Everton. Burnley lost eight of their last ten, so they're in very poor form, Burnley, really. Um, minus the three quarters, 227 matches, 75 uh, home, 59 half win, 93 uh, loss. So that makes 104 and a half plays, 93. Small value, Fulham, and, and I wouldn't argue against it, really. Well, I've got a preview going up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game as well. And I'm really quite surprised, Pete, for this game, the goal line is at two and a half. I genuinely don't know whether the bookmakers are trying to sucker you in or whether they genuinely think Burnley are going to struggle to score in this game because that minus three quarters of a goal line tells you that they, the bookmakers will nailed on banker that Fulham are going to score. Now, Burnley have scored in five of their eight away games this season. They've won at only Luton. But in the total games, 107 total goals have been scored in the team's 34 games. That's an average of 3.15 goals per game. I don't really know why this line isn't set at two and three quarters, especially when we've seen the last two games for Fulham in front of their own fans. They've hammered West Ham and Nottingham Forest both 5-0. They're full of goals. Burnley aren't the greatest side the world's ever seen, but I can't trust Fulham to keep a clean sheet in this game, Pete. Like I say, there's a, a preview going up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. For the purposes of the podcast, we'll probably have a little bit of the overs here, Pete. Over two and a half. Don't know why it's not two and three quarters, mate. Do you have any idea why? No, no. I mean, like you say, Fulham have been full of goals and, and Burnley, you know, like I say, very, very poor, really. Well, I, I, sometimes you get these... You get these struggling teams who can't keep a clean sheet and then they go away to a team like Fulham who, despite their recent form, Burnley will go to Fulham thinking, do you know what, if we play well, we might get something here. Yeah. But we're not likely to keep a clean sheet. So they'll, they'll play in an open way, companies, men. That's the way his side plays. So, yeah, I love them to be goals in this one. Luton, Newcastle next. Um uh, plus three quarters, the line is, although it's moving around, plus one, plus three quarters. Uh, Luton, uh, when they're plus three quarters, one not, drawn one, drawn not, lost one. That defeat was not by two or more goals. Come off a 2-1 uh, uh, defeat at home to Manchester City. Newcastle, when they're minus three quarters, one, one, drawn one, lost not, and that victory wasn't by two or more goals. Come off a 3-0 victory home to Fulham. Luton, they've lost their last three, however... The two of those games were against uh, Arsenal and Man- Manchester City. Plus three quarters, 197, 66 home, 57 half loss, 74 loss. So that makes 66 play 102 and a half. So, uh, you know, the, the stats suggest there is a leaning to the away sides in these games. Small value Newcastle at, at plus uh, three quarters. When I'm saying small value on these games, I do mean there is very small value. So, yeah, small value Newcastle. Does that two pound fifty, Pete? It, well, it's 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 <laughs> yeah, it's you're looking at you know minute percentage. <laughs> um, I love Luton here, Pete. I'm I'm going to buy the quarter of a goal because it keeps bouncing around. It's doing my nut in this. I can never quite get the price that I want. To be honest, get one point seven six on Luton plus one. Far more comfortable with that bet because at the end of the day, we look at Luton's home record. 
it is not glamorous. They are one, two and five in front of their own supporters. So who would be backing Luton? But when you drill down into that, they've got a goal difference of minus four. So that means every single game they've lost on home soil, I think, let me just double check this, because I've just got it in my head that they might have got beat by two goals by Man City. Just bear with No, it's just the one. It's minus four. It is minus four. Yeah, so they yeah lost 2-1, didn't they? To Man City? Well, you know, look at Newcastle's away form. They're minus three. So, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs and Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and West Ham as well. Um, so, they've lost every single game by one goal. They're now taking on the Newcastle side that look like they've been through 15 rounds of Mike Tyson. They are struggling to, to fill a bench. They've got players at times coming into the squad that I've never even heard of. And for a club the size of Newcastle to bring in youngsters in who I've never heard of shows you just how threadbare they are. They're about to enter a massive festive campaign where we all know that players will get drained. Eddie Howe will be having to really manage his squad of players. I mean, they played last night, didn't they, Newcastle? Or the night yeah, before, yeah, the yeah. the Cup. But, you know, they're managing a Champions League campaign as well. Eddie Howe will just look to try and get out of this game winning any way he can. He won't be worried about what the score is. And that's even if they can get the win. And we know that the events of last Saturday at Bournemouth, they were pretty emotional Kenworth Road, I think, this weekend after the Tom Lockyer incident. The crowd will be really behind them. We know it's a difficult place to go. If Man City, Arsenal and Liverpool can't cover a minus one line here, what makes you think this injured Newcastle side can be? Now, I love Luton plus one here, mate. Yeah, and and I I think as well, it, uh, looking at the plus one, you know, at, at those prices, it, it just about, you know, it, it changes. Then it changes to, to the value going to Luton. Interestingly, Newcastle's away form only Burnley, Nottingham Forest, Luton, and Sheffield United have have worse form. I didn't realise how bad it was, Pete, until it's just flashed up here. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, it's you know that that, that this is what their away form has, has has let them down this season, hasn't it? Well, Newcastle. They've conceded, they've conceded two or more in each of the last five away games, and in seven of ten. I mean, you look at the goal difference. They beat Newcastle. Uh, sorry, they beat Sheffield United eight 0 didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And what's the goal difference away from home? It's minus three, and that's included an eight 0 win. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only been eight games. <laughs> back back looting, folks. You know it makes sense. Yeah. Forest, Bournemouth next. Uh, this game's off scratch. Uh, Bournemouth won the fixture last season. Oh, no, the, the last time they played, sorry. Forest, uh, when they're off scratch, 1-2, drawn three, lost two, come for 2-0 defeat at home to Spurs. Bournemouth, uh, when they're off scratch, away from home, good record. 1-3, drawn one, lost two, come off that excellent 3-0 victory uh, away at Manchester United. Forest, they've lost five of their last six. Scratch, 257, 82 home, 81 push, 94 away. My ratings, despite all the upheaval, are suggesting good value Forest here. Well, it doesn't surprise me at all, Pete. I mean, it really shocked me. Um, Bournemouth 1.87 or whatever they are at the minute, off scratch. Um, That's mad, mad, isn't it, really? I I think that's mad. I mean, what what (laughs) I would say as well is this line hasn't moved since Bournemouth beat 
Man United. So it's not like you're looking at it and going, oh, crikey, well, the massive overreaction because they won at Old Trafford. It was scratch before that game. So whether this is a massive sort of uh, XG or something or just a complete apathy towards this forest side in the markets, who knows? What I would say, I definitely aren't going to take Bournemouth here on the back of Steve Cooper being sacked. I know there's a lot of good wishes and messages from some of the Forest players and that, but you do wonder whether you might get some kind of bounce from Forest. Um, and you're almost suddenly thinking, is it second season syndrome at the city ground? The first season, fans were really getting up for it really difficult place to play. It still is at times, but they've only won two of eight this season, Pete. So if if you're trying to back a team that's won two of eight at home against an informed side like Bournemouth, I think you you might be a bit disappointed. For the purposes of the podcast, I'll take a bit of the under two and a half goals. Yeah, I, I, I still think though, yeah, well, Bournemouth have been in great form, haven't they, recently? But, you know, I still think this may be a reasonable bet in truth, mm-hmm. okay. we shall see. Uh, right, we shall see. Spurs against Everton. Um, I was quite surprised at the line on this one, given Everton's recent form. Spurs minus three quarters. Recent head to head, though, Spurs have dominated it. They've won five, drawn two, lost one. When minus three quarters, Spurs' record reads one six, drawn nought, lost four. Three of the six pitches wide, two or more goals come for the two nil victory away at Forest. Everton won plus three quarters. Poor record. one naught, drawn two, lost eight. Five the eight, uh, defeats by two or more goals. Come off a 2-0 victory at, uh, away at Burnley. Everton, as we said, won their last four. So they're in, they're in some very good form at the moment. Minus three quarters of a goal, 227 uh, matches, uh, 75 home. 59 half wins, 93 losses. So 104 and a half plays, 93. Good value spurs, my racing suggesting. Doesn't surprise me at all, that Pete. I think with the goal line set at three, it's suggesting that Spurs are going to score probably two goals or more. Um, I was surprised it opened at just a half. That's what the market opened a week or so ago. It was Tottenham minus a half and money poured in for them and it very quickly adjusted to minus three quarters. I think there's a little bit too much being put into that sort of Everton good run. I, I that, tell you what though, let, let, sorry to stop you there. If you think about that 10 points though, that they'd be on the edges of Europe, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, where will they be? Let's have a look. They'll be on 26 points, so they'll yeah. be just below Brighton. Yeah. So they'll be 10th. Yes, yes. Um, But that said, even though I'm saying, you know, good value with Spurs here, if you look at Everton's away form, they've won four on the bounce. Admittedly, West Ham, Palace, Forest and Burnley are not in Spurs' class. But they've been scoring goals. So they make the journey down there full of confidence. In three of those four wins, they kept a clean sheet. So I doubt they're going to keep a clean sheet against Big Angie's team. But are they going to be that Civ-like side that they were in the first away game of the season at Villa, where they got pumped 4-0? I doubt it. Sean Dyche seems to have used that points deduction to galvanise his troops. And I always say that it seems to, you know, being that fortress of Goodison Park, it helps them. But they've won four away in a row. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take the over three goals, Pete, because I can't trust Spurs to keep a clean sheet. And I do think they'll always find a way, the way they play, 
to trouble the opponent. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Spurs won this 3-1, 4-2, Big game. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Liverpool against... Well, Saturday early evening, Liverpool against Arsenal. Recent head-to-heads, uh, Liverpool have dominated. They won six. There's been two draws. Arsenal won naught. Scratch uh, the handicap here. Liverpool... Incredible. Incredible. Point. Liverpool went off scratch. One, two, drawn five, lost naught. Not brilliant record, really. I was surprised at that. They're not off, lost any. No, coming off a nil-nil draw uh, at home to Manchester United. Arsenal, when they're off scratch, 1-4, drawn two, lost four, coming for two-nil, but you own to Brighton. Liverpool not lost in ten now. Arsenal won five, their last six. So both teams are in good form. Scratch, 257 matches, 82 home, 81 push, 94 away. Good value, Liverpool. I, I, I'm, I'm really surprised. That this well, that this line is, is, is scratch is good. I think. I think it's a good. I think that's a good bet. Incredible. Liverpool are six two and two in the recent meetings of the sides. They've scored in all ten meetings with Arsenal. They've netted twice or more in eight of those games. There've been four or more goals in the last five matches between the sides at Anfield. And I wonder if the bookmakers are somewhat looking at Arsenal not scoring at Villa. And Liverpool not managing to find the back of the net against United. And they've kept this goal line really low at two and three quarters. I think it's madness, Pete. I think there's going to be a huge amount of goals in this game. I think neither team will give way to each other. And I agree with you with the value now. Since it's trended from minus a quarter in Liverpool's favour to scratch, I think there's great value with Liverpool. Liverpool's record under Klopp against top six finishing sides at Anfield. Last 25 games, won 16, drawn seven, lost two. Mm. That shows in the big games, they lost to Chelsea and they lost to Man City. They're the only two defeats in this spot in 25 games. I think it's going to be played at a 1,000 mile an hour. I think it's good value back in Liverpool. But I tell you what, Pete, I think the over two and three quarter goals is even better. I'm all over that. Right, I think you know. Like I say it's this is going to be a very interesting game as well. I, I, do you remember last season's game, the two-all draw? Yeah, yeah. You see that that if I think really, if I don't think to be quite honest though, uh, looking at this, I don't think Liverpool have been playing brilliantly. In truth, I, I think they, they they could probably you know uh, improve. I think even their own supporters are saying you know that Liverpool are not. If I think if Arsenal win this, they they are real real title contenders. Well, they should be at the top of the league. We're nearly halfway through the season. We need to, <laughs> Arsenal need to stop going. Oh, we might win the title, or we could challenge the top of the league halfway through the season. Yeah, this is a. I think a victory here, and and I think Arsenal would. You know, there's a very good chance they could win this league. And I, and I sense that if they take a point, they should be delighted from it. Um, yes. But whether yeah. Arteta thinks like that, whether his team think like that, whether they're cute enough just to take a draw if it's on offer, I'm yes, not sure. I, I think last season summed up Arsenal City. Last the like this game last season summed up Arsenal season. For, you know. To a T that they won, didn't they? they? Well, the first half they they played Liverpool off the park, didn't they? Yeah. And then, and it'd be yeah. interesting to see how Arsenal cope with this cold and like atmosphere. Five thirty pm kickoff with the lights on. The manager, I think Arteta will be back on the touchline, and um, and he winds the home crowd up. He needs to realise he needs to keep his mouth shut and keeping his dug out because that actually affects the home crowd and gets them into the game. And again, 
I'm not sure he's capable of doing that. I, in certain games like this, I think Arteta is actually a hindrance rather than a help to his team. Next up, we've got, uh, well, finally, and on Christmas Eve, can you believe that? Christmas Eve. Well, they haven't, put, they haven't put a particularly appealing game in, have they? No, I, I, I do feel sorry for the, you know, like Chelsea supporters who, you know, want to go and watch the game and are having to travel Christmas Eve. Strange, isn't it? It's just... Well, I just feel sorry for Chelsea supporters full stop, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Plus half a goal anyway, uh, this this line. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Wolves have 1-3, has been one draw, Chelsea have 1-1. When plus half a goal, Wolves' record reads 1-1, drawn 2, lost 1. So it's not a bad record, that, but only a few matches. Come off a 3-0 defeat away at West Ham. Chelsea, when they're minus half a goal, 1-4, drawn 3, lost 3. Coming off a 2-0 um, victory away at Sheffield United. Plus half a goal, 146 matches, 75 home, 71 away. Good value Wolves, my rating suggesting. That doesn't surprise me at all, Pete. I mean, can you trust Chelsea? Christ, no, 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 no. Goal line open two and three quarters, which I thought was very silly. It's now trended down to two and a half, which is probably a fairer uh, place for that line to be at. And Chelsea are only three points ahead of Wolves and when you look at the individual record, the head-to-heads between the sides in recent seasons, Wolves have gone 3-4-3. Three, three. So, on this half-a-goal line, they're 7-3. and three. Games at Molyneux over the last five seasons, 3-1-1. One, and one. So, again, Wolves have gone 4-1 and one on this plus half-a-goal line. And after going 3-1-1 one, and one in his opening five road games, Pochettino's Chelsea side have lost three on the bounce. They've conceded plenty, losing 4-1 at Newcastle. 2-1 at Man United and 2-0 at Everton. So, no. The value here is all with Wolves. Yes, I mean, it's, uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting one, really, as well. Chelsea, they've lost their last three. Mind you, two of those defeats were at Newcastle and, and Manchester United and the in-form Everton. So, that, that, their, their away record isn't great. Wolves... Mm, it's interesting, you know, very mixed. But they have only lost two this season at home. Yeah, I think Wolves are a decent bet. Yeah, and you never know. And if you were playing away on Christmas Eve, would you rather be at home or away? Or so if you're playing Christmas Eve, you know, these people do have families. Yeah. You'd probably favour being the home team. And I know, obviously, they used to play in around the Christmas time. But this is a strange kickoff time and, and day, like you say. So I'd, I'd rather be in the routine of being the home team, to be honest. Yeah, right. Let's let's have a look at this then. Well, I, I've got four selections, actually. I'm going to go uh, Forest Scratch at home to Bournemouth. I'm going to go Spurs minus three quarters at home to Everton. Liverpool Scratch at home to Arsenal. And Wolves plus half a goal at home to Chelsea. Is that how many points is that for? Eight, a two two points on each one. Right. Well, I'm loading up, people. Uh, Liverpool Arsenal over two and three quarter goals for three points. My biggest bet of the season. What's that? Over two and three quarters, isn't it? Over three two points. and three quarter yeah. goals. Yeah. In the Palace Brighton game Thursday night, I'm taking over two and a half goals for one point, and then I'm taking Luton plus one for one point against Newcastle. So. Liverpool Arsenal over two and three quarters for three points. Palace Brighton over two and a half goals for one point, and Luton plus a goal for one point. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Yeah. 
I was going to say, this stand by for a nil-nil Liverpool Arsenal, isn't it? Well, you never know. We're no, no, you laugh about it. If yeah, yeah. I mean, no. It, 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 like you say, it should be a great game. I, I can see it being a, you know, very similar to last season. Well, let's put it this way: even if it is nil-nil. It ain't going to be a Burnley v Crystal Palace nil nil, is it? No, no. I, I think I think the arguments are, are, are quite are quite good on this. It, it looks a decent, hopefully a decent week up to Christmas. Anyway, as as we said before, uh, there will be pieces up on focusedonfootball.co.uk. Obviously, if you go to focusedonfootball.co.uk or tradeonsports.co.uk, join the free service. And also, we've got uh, some pieces coming up this weekend. There won't be any pieces over Christmas, um, but we will have the podcast, as we said. It should be with you at the very worst by lunchtime Christmas Day. Well, may I take this opportunity? If you don't listen to any podcasts from us over Christmas, to have a very happy Christmas and a safe and peaceful new year. Yes, and I reiterate that. And uh, we shall speak to you on Christmas Eve. Best of luck, everybody.